Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello, Australia. Welcome to my Millennial Money Express. I'm Glenn James. Thank you for joining me today. I want to jump in and have a chat about home and contents insurance. Tia Penny in the Facebook group said, house and contents insurance, is it worth it? My initial thoughts are yes to the house. It's the bigger asset most of us would have. And I'm dubious as to the benefit of contents insurance, as in how likely do I think it is that my house will flood burned down or be burgled. Interested to hear your thoughts, guys. Now, if you want to jump in the Facebook group, My Millennial Money, you can see a heap of responses there. But I thought, Tia, great question. So let's have a chat about home and contents insurance. I want to first start by just doing a recap and understanding how insurance works, any insurance that is. Now, it's a pool. Insurance is a pool of people who come together with their money and want to cover each other in the pool. So, for example, if you had a pie chart, a big percentage of that pie chart, and we'll just say for really argument's sake, the pie chart represents a million dollars of people who have put money in the insurance pool. Now, a big chunk of that money that goes in is actually there to pay out other members of the pool when there is an insurable event. Now, whether this is your uh, life cover, so if you die, or your home and contents insurance, or your car insurance, the actuaries work out what's the likelihood of the event happening, uh, which is what's the likelihood of people who pay into the pool, what the likelihood is of the pool having to fund uh, the insurance event. So, The pool uh, on the mythical pie chart, a large chunk of that, maybe we'll just say 80% of that pie could be the actual percentage of money that comes into the pool and gets paid out. Now, I don't know what type of insurance that you want to use this magical pool thing for, but the other, say 20%, it could be uh, 15% of that pool is profit for the insurance company. So the insurance company is a business and they need to provide a product or service and make a profit at the end of the day like any other business does. And then we'll say the 5% in that pool is for administration costs to run the business and sales if they've got salespeople out there or they pay commissions online uh, for affiliate links and all that stuff. Now, it probably isn't 80, 15 and then 5%, but there's three broad categories when we're looking at how an insurance company operates. Uh, Again, money comes in that is allocated back out. Uh, The insurance company will take a profit from that money and also use some of it uh, to have the call center there and to pay for distribution and sales. So that's how insurance works. And the actuaries will say, uh, and if we look at a death cover or uh, life insurance, The chances of a 60-year-old dying is higher than that of a 22-year-old. 
So what we will do, we will charge more for that 60-year-old to put money into the pool because there's a higher chance of money leaving that pool for that person. Uh, So they pay more to have access to the pool uh, because there's a higher chance. And likewise, with your car insurance, there are factors that will mess with the cost of that insurance. It could be uh, the age of the car, how much you use the car, what suburb it's parked in. A friend of mine, Beck, she sent a text the other day and said, our Mazda insurance has decreased and she fell off her chair. And I said, well, basically the ratings for that suburb for crime may have gone down. Like there could be all these different factors of how they've priced the insurance pool. But if we go back to uh, insurance concepts 101, we only insure things that we can't afford to replace if they were damaged, lost or stolen or simply things that we don't want to insure and we take that risk on ourselves, And that's kind of called self-insuring and we'll get to that. But insurance, what it is, it's a transfer of risk. So if we use the analogy of home and contents insurance, I personally have home and contents insurance, not in case I get broken into and someone steals uh, my Sony TV mounted to the wall. Not, and most of the time they're just looking for cash anyway. I'll tell you a funny story when I was broken into. I don't do it so, you know, if someone steals my laptop, I insure my home and my contents for total loss or significant loss because if someone stole my laptop, it sucks, but I can really afford a new one. But if my house burnt to the ground, and in fact, two uh, two doors up the road when we were on our My Millennial Money National Tour, there was a house fire. So right around the corner, there's this house that's just burned and it's really scary. So it does happen and I only insure for total loss. Now, things that I don't insure for are things that I'm happy to just cough up the money and take that risk on myself. And like that insurance pool, Uh, where the actuaries work out the chances of something happening. For example, my phone, I've got an iPhone 12 mini. Uh, I went to the mini, kind of like it. It's cool. Um, I don't have insurance on that. I don't pay Telstra extra per month for insurance. I have decided that if that phone was to get stolen, if that phone was to get crushed by a car running over the back of it. I will take the risk of me having to buy a new $1,200 phone because I've got a fully funded emergency fund. Pet insurance, for example. If I had a pet, I personally wouldn't have pet insurance. I would take the risk because I've got my emergency fund. Now, as we get a solid foundation behind us. And as we grow in our money and our personal finances and hopefully have an emergency fund, we can self-insure a lot of things. Now, let's have a a look at the things that I do insure because I don't want to take the risk on and I want to transfer that risk to the insurance pool or the insurance company. My car, uh, I've got a 2017 Lexus IS 350 F Sport. I love it. So good. It's probably worth $42,000 and I pay NRMA 
I don't even know how much I pay, but I pay them each year. So if I get in a car accident, if I had to pay them $1,500 a year or $2,000, it might be around $2,000, I've transferred that risk of me having to cough up $40,000. Now, once I had a Mitsubishi Mirage and it was $1,000 a year to insure, and I think it was worth $4,000, I took the view that I'm taking the risk on comprehensive and I'm just paying for third party because reality is if I have a crash, you know, the insurance company are going to pay 3000 or 4000 out. I've paid $1,000 for this year for the insurance. I'll take that risk on. So insurance is always this cost benefit. It's transferring the risk and making a judgment call yourself. My home, uh, so I pay for building insurance here. It's part of our strata because again, the three owners here can't take the risk that if uh, there was a total loss that we could cough up the maybe $400,000 each uh, needed to rebuild. Contents. Again, I pay for contents insurance and I think I've got my contents insured for about 150 grand because if there was a fire, and the funny thing is they say with fire, if the fire doesn't get to that room to wreck your stuff, the smoke will. And if the smoke doesn't wreck it, the fire brigade water will. So my all my stuff, it's insured for... Um, 150 grand, because if there was total loss, I don't have a spare 150 grand to replace all my stuff. I insure my income because if I stopped earning income, I would you know, want to do that. And I've got disability insurance. If I can't work ever again, there's a lump sum. So those big chunky things, I've taken the view that I would like to pay a premium, which is a lot smaller than the large amount to replace the item or the stuff. So now it goes to the emergency fund and self-insuring some things. When I got my emergency fund to fully completed three months worth of expenses, it doesn't mean that I don't need to insure my home contents, but it gives me the option to say, I'm going to insure the first $1,000, for example. And that means instead of electing the $750 excess or whatever that is with your insurance company, I've pushed the excess to $1,000, which makes the premium cheaper. And that in turn means if there is a claim, if I did get broken into and they stole a $950 laptop, well, I'm not calling the insurance company and making a claim because it's basically a $1,000 excess anyway, and I can't be bothered doing all that for the $50. So I think once you get your emergency fund, you can really look at uh, increasing your excess so you kind of just take on the first bit of that risk. When I had my financial planning business, we had professional indemnity insurance. And in fact, this podcast, we, are, we have a financial services uh, license. We're a representative and there's professional indemnity insurance. And I think the excess for this stuff is like $30,000. So, you know, we insure the first X amount of the event, whether it's your home burning down, your car crashing or you know, if you're a professional, you're professionally indemnity insurance, you insuring the first amount of that event is the, the excess. So that's, um, that's worth to know. So what am I getting at? I'm getting at, you only want to insure your home and contents if you can't afford to replace the contents or the home if there was total loss. Now, I said before, I'll tell you about a claim that I had. I was... And it sounds really weird, but whatever, go with me. 
couple of years ago, I was in the bath, had my iPad sitting up on the tap at the other end of the bath, you know, iPad Pro, good size screen. This was before they were all waterproof and that. Anyway, I fell in the bath and died. Um, my contents insurer, I'd covered it. And I think the excess was only $500. And that was awesome. Got a, an iPad, which I, I'm not insuring uh, my contents to replace an iPad. But hey, it was in the policy. It happened. It was a genuine, you know, whoops. And I claimed. I was in China uh, a few years ago. Side note, when you go overseas, lock your house. I left my laundry door unlocked and I got back. The laundry door was unlocked and open and I was laying in bed that night and I thought, hang on, I don't remember seeing my two laptops on the table downstairs. And I thought it was weird that the door was open. So I called the cleaner. I'm like, did you leave that open? She's like, no. I'm like, this is weird. And then it all kind of dawned. I thought the wind might've weirdly blown it, but it all dawned on me. I went downstairs, my laptop was gone. I'm you know, way to freak out, right? We trying to fall asleep up. You just got back and you're like, I was broken into and it's the most weird feeling. But again, we put a claim in and I got the insurance for the two laptops that were stolen. Um, not the primary reason for the insurance, but hey, it's there, so I'll take it. So you've really got to make a judgment call. If you don't have the money to replace everything in your house because you don't have the money, well, you've got the option. You've got the option to pay for insurance or you've got the option to self-insure. Now, I always say to people, if once you know about something and it exists and you actively choose not to do it, don't bitch and moan if the event happens and you're upset because your house burned down. And it sounds really crude, right? If you know that you can get home insurance, and there are legitimately some locations that are on flood zones or fire zones where the insurance costs 16 grand a year. So that's almost not doable for a lot of people. But if you're in everyday suburbia, own your home and you know, you've, you know you can get home insurance and it's relatively cheap and your house burns down, well, don't whinge or start to go fund me saying, poor me, you decided against getting insurance. So you've got to lay in the bed you make for yourself. Now, if I was triaging um, the events and saying, oh, we've legitimately only got $1,000 to spend on insurance, it's the home or the contents. Well, I'm taking the home all day long before the contents because if the house burned down, uh, that's more expensive to fix than replacing the contents. Uh, but often it's not that expensive. And I'm just having a look at what's covered. So I've just opened the... Um, NRMA home insurance. I used to be with them. They paid claims. They're pretty good. Um, I'm not anymore. I use an insurance broker for my home. There we go. What are we insured for? So listed events. We'll just go for contents. Animal damage. That's cool. Uh, broken glass, earthquake, uh, explosion, fire, flood or rain off, rainwater runoff. There's an exclamation mark next. Oh, there's an asterisk. Impact damage, lightning, uh, friends of mine, Tim and Corinna, they had a big lightning strike at their house and I think they lost about 13 electrical items and it was covered under their insurance. Riots or civil commotion. So if you're planning on having a riot at your house, uh, get some insurance. Uh, storm, storm surge, there's an asterisk there. Theft or attempted theft. So yeah, if the, the burglars um, that came to my house if they found that it wasn't unlocked and they wanted to get in, they wanted to break a window, uh, it would be a I'd assume to be covered under attempted theft. 
uh, on the building side of things, uh, vandalism or malicious acts, water, oil and leaks. So basically all those things are covered um, in the building and contents insurance. Now you might be thinking, I don't own this house, I rent here, should I get contents insurance? Well, again, if the house burned down, not your problem because you'll just go and get another rental, you know, pain in the ass. And, you know, I can't imagine someone who's gone through. Um, I was actually thinking the other day, like, I could not imagine that feeling of losing everything. Like, oh, it's just, I don't know how people go through it. So you've lost everything, not your problem. You just go and find another property once you get through the emotion. I'm just being very clinical here. So you go and get another house, happy days. But your contents, the insurance policy that the landlord has for their building doesn't cover your crap. So again, if you're renting, you can call an insurance company and get a quote for just some contents insurance because you rent. Uh, that's, again, if you can't afford to replace your bed or your clothes or your uh, electrical appliances, all that stuff, uh, you might take the view that I'll take in a, a contents insurance policy. But again, you've listened to this, you've heard that there is such a thing as contents insurance policy. If I don't own the home and I just rent, and if you decide not to investigate and not to take that up, well, you're not bitching. If you have an insurable event or you lose everything uh, and you're not insured because you now know that renting somewhere or your crap isn't covered by the landlord's building insurance. So some other things that are insured, like there's some weird options that you can cover. Uh, so you might have, uh, so my policy had uh, portable content. So like the iPad was covered, uh, that might not be on all policies. Um, some options might be accidental damage. Some options could be burnout of electric motors, uh, a pet lovers pack here, whatever that is, but that could be just, I don't, I don't know. But, and it also includes liability cover. Actually, that's interesting. So liability cover, if someone comes to your house and trips over and breaks their leg, uh, they could sue you because you didn't have the step in the right place or whatever. Uh, but the insurance company will cover that public liability of someone coming into your house. They've got here that the liability cover is with their building and contents insurance. Now, there's not so much you can really say about home and contents insurance, but it is important to note that if you are a owner of a strata complex and you live in the strata home, so I live here in my home and the strata insurance covers all the building. So everything external and structural, but when you live inside a structure like this, that's strated, your contents insurance covers the fixtures. So the curtains, the kitchen, um, light fittings, all the fixtures. Now you'll have to read and talk to your insurance company or different insurance companies to see where that line is drawn, whether it's Jiprock, whether it's not. But my contents insurance here at home of $150,000 like there's, there might only be $70,000 worth of actual contents because I really don't. I've got a bed, some clothes and yeah, I actually don't own that much in the house and lounge. But if there was a fire and I had to replace the kitchen um, and fixtures, well, that comes out of the contents policies. So that's the only carve out caveat that I want you to talk to your insurance company about is if you live in a home or unit that is under strata. So there you go. What are you going to do? If you are wondering what to do, 
go to a couple of the big insurance websites. I don't love some of these affiliate comparison websites. Uh, sure, they get paid for referrals, but um, what you can do, I might put in the link, um, the email of my personal insurance broker. If you want a quote for your home contents insurance and all that stuff, uh, you can email Lonnie. Uh, I might not tell him that I'm putting it in there. I'll just see if um, he calls me like, did you uh, mention me? So yeah, if you want to reach out to Lonnie Hawkins, he can get you a quote for uh, home and contents insurance. And if you've got a business, your business premises. So for me, because I work from home and the garage where I work in my studio, I've got a separate policy that the business owns that ensures all the podcasting equipment because there's thousands of dollars worth of electrical crap in here. We've got an asset register and that could be a good idea as well. Have a a Google sheet or something like that. And every time we buy something for the business, uh, because my business has more valuable crap than in my house, I could probably list all the stuff in my house off the top of my head. Um, Why don't you have an assets register for your business or for your own stuff? So when we we just purchased a new iMac for Rachel, a new staff member. That goes on the assets register. Um, the date we bought it, the serial number, the price, where we got it from, and we just track it. So we've got all the assets from these sound panels next to me to the chair, to the desk, everything that we own, that Simo Interactive owns. Uh, yes, it's inside my house, but because we use the garage for business purposes, I've got a separate insurance policy for the contents of Simo Interactive. So if there was ever a fire or a big something went wrong or someone stole it, we've got a content, we've got a list of stuff that was trashed and it just makes life easier. So if you want to have a chat to Lonnie Hawkins, uh, he's my personal insurance broker. If you want to reach out, tell him that um, you heard him on my podcast. Lol, sucked in if you get a million phone calls, but hey, you might get some work out of it. And also I'm not getting one cent in return from Lonnie. I'm just being a pest and trying to blow up his phone. But yeah, we might leave it there. You now know that it's available. Uh, And don't bitch and moan if you decide against insurance and an event happens. I've been in a car accident before. Someone's ran up the back of me. I've ran up the back of someone else. Um, It was all covered under insurance. But I know people who don't like insurance. And that's okay. You don't have to like it. You don't have to pay for it. But if you actively choose against paying for insurance, you don't have a right to bitch and moan when the event happens and you don't have any money and you suffer a financial loss. The truth hurts, baby. Love you so much. I'll see you guys soon. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.